Welcome to Land Parties, episode 173 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my trusty co-host, Lucas Egan. We are finally, finally, after three and a half years, back in the studio. It is nice. An entire studio has been built, so it's nice to be in here. Uh, and my goodness, we are excited to finally, finally record back at the RJ for once, Ryan. How was your weekend, though, my friend? I know you saw Guardians. Yes, yes. So so we went and saw, I had to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 last night. It was, I uh, went with my daughter. We went 40X. It was absolutely amazing. Highly, highly recommend. It, I don't think every movie is right for 40X, but Guardians of the Galaxy 3... I mean, they knocked, James Gunn knocked it out of the park. I, I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, I don't want to give any kind of spoilers or anything like that, but it was great. Highly recommend going and checking it out. And then we just cleaned. We just kept it chill and clean, and it, it, it was nice. It was just a great weekend. But enough about us. Want to introduce our guest, the orange man himself, Anthony Mercaldi. AKA Merc Anthony. What is going on, my friend? Thank you so much for joining us. How was your weekend, brother? Dude, I know it was busy. Dude. <laughs> dude. Oh my god. I also just saw Guardians of the Galaxy yes. in 4DX. Yes. Oh, if you've never seen a 4D movie, oh my god. It, we saw it at Regal Theater. Yes, I, I, I don't know if like any theaters have them other other than them, but oh my god, I saw Super Mario movie in that. I saw nice. Guardians in that, and it's like it's a it's a whole ride for yes. two straight hours or however long the movie is it's an entire ride you're getting sprayed with water if it's raining in the movie it's raining in real life it's got air like hot air cold air air coming out of like the, your head like yeah. headboard. there's like stuff touching your feet i'm like yo like, yeah it'll hit you in the back it'll vibrate your chair it'll hit you in the butt i'm like hey yo whoa but no it's crazy it's super immersive and like oh my god i feel like for the super mario movie at mm. least i feel like that movie was like made for it like i yeah. couldn't even imagine watching that in just regular, like, 2D. Right, right. I couldn't even yes. remotely imagine it after seeing it like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it completely changes the whole movie-going experience yeah, yeah. and what you take away from the film. It can, it, like, to me, it can either enhance it or, you know, could we also watch Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever uh, in 40X? And, oh. you know, it, I didn't enjoy it as much because oh. it was a sadder film, you know, that there wasn't as much action. Uh -huh. Um, so it was still nice, but it wasn't quite like I watched, uh, the first one I went to was Thor Love and Thunder. Bro. That was amazing. Like everybody was trashing. I was like, I had Dude. to great this time. I missed <laughs> out on both of those in 4D. I saw those in, in like normal 3D, right. but like, um, the first one that I saw in the 4DX was the Super Mario. And mm -hmm. I thought that that was awesome. And, and I'm not going to lie, the Guardians of the Galaxy, like in comparison to the Super Mario, like did not, I feel like utilize the features as much. Right. Like it definitely was still like awesome. I was like, whoa. But like. Super Mario movie seemed like it was made for Four. 4DX. Yep. Like, oh my god, every little thing in the movie was perfectly put. Like, like if, if the camera's current, like turning like this, mm -hmm. your your whole chair is going yeah. like. And I'm like, yo, that's so immersive. It's I love so it. Cool. I love it. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Before we get into your story, though, we gotta talk some some gaming news here, and and obviously the big one. If you guys do not know. Redfall came out, uh, what was it, last Tuesday? So we've gotten a little bit of time in. Obviously, I have Game Pass, so I got the game. I was like, I'm going to try it out. I said last week that we'll have a little bit of a review on it, 
and and we've got a review on it. And guys, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry now, and I don't. I'm I'm gonna try my best not to just completely dump on the game. Um, but it's rough. It's it's really rough. It, the fact that number one, we knew it wasn't coming out at 60 frames per second. They were literally sitting there talking about how the game is coming out at 60 frames per second. Two weeks beforehand, they said, psych, it's actually 30 frames. That was the first red flag. Exactly. That was the first red flag. Again, it's, it's a, it's a FPS shooter. Yeah, it's an FPS shooter. So <laughs> frames matter when it yeah. comes to that. Playing the game, though, I, I've just got to say, it's, it's, it's almost like early, early to mid-2000 graphics. Uh, and I'm playing on Ultra. It was stuttering the whole time. Uh, I played both solo and I got a little bit of a co-op in uh, with a buddy of mine. The co-op's fun. I was enjoying it, but like... The AI is dumb. The AI, and that's if the AI is actually there. I oh, went no. and completed a mission. <laughs> I finished the mission, and all of a sudden I see this guy just sliding in out of a corner. And then I see like two other people sliding in. I slowly back away, and then they start getting into their movements. I'm like, Whoa. yo. It's <laughs> like, I was like, Elder Scrolls NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is this? It, it is, it is, this game is not ready. Is what it is. It needed at least minimum another six months before being released. Here's the th here's the, here's the big rub for me though. They knew it. Yep. Microsoft knew it. Arcane knew it. There was literally a a um, on uh, uh, what's the uh, podcast again uh, that that he was on the oh, show. Oh, uh, wasn't it kind of funny? Kind of funny. Kind yeah. of funny. He was on kind of funny games, uh, and and he basically explained how. Oh, they didn't hit their goals. Would you look at Sea of Thieves and, and things like uh, oh. Grounded and stuff. It's like, sea whoa, whoa, number one, you can't. Well, and, and obviously that was rough. We've seen it before. But are they not learning their lessons? I mean, did we not learn anything from Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, my oh, God. Did, Yo, did we not learn anything look, from Anthem? Look what Dead Island did. I mean, Dead Island waited 11 straight years <laughs> to come out with a good product. Yes. <laughs> like, well, it, sometimes it's worth waiting. It is. Exactly. I, I just want to, I mean, and I do say it, I don't want to completely, so. I've also never seen this game, so I'm not talking about the game specifically, <laughs> the game he's talking about, so I'm not knocking on the game. I'm just saying in general. Yes, and again, and I'm not and, and I'm not just, just knocking on a game to knock on a game. Of course. This is, my thing is the fact that this is a triple A game, yeah? Yeah. How much does it cost? $70. Oh so my you're God. telling me <laughs> people are expected to pay, seven, and people are paying $70 for a, a half put together game that they're then promising us is going to get better later because they're not done. To <laughs> like me, that's- Destiny. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> it did get better, but- <laughs> It did get better. It, was, it, it, it wasn't yeah. as much as they said it was in the beginning. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, Destiny 2, that, that first, like, I literally stopped playing it for a good, uh, I, I don't know, at least a year, year mm. and a half, because I was like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you, Bungie. I'm like, giving you no more money. I can't take it no, no more. more DLCs. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm back, and, and they get my money again. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time, every time. <laughs> but uh, this, to me, though, I mean, in any other consumer business, you can't give somebody half a product, nope. and, then, and then they pay full price and say, well, I'm going to get you the rest later. Like, that is crazy talk. I, I, I owe you, pal. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I don't know, Lucas, have you gotten a chance to see it? What are your thoughts on it? I was going to try it out until uh, <laughs> I saw all the issues at launch. I mean, I, I read that people had issues with matchmaking, uh, which kind of stinks in a co-op game. Uh, I, I don't understand 
why they released this game. I mean, I think there was an interview Phil Spencer did a couple years ago when he said, we're not going to ship a game till it's ready. Yeah. Well, yes. I don't know about this game, what they were thinking here. This game wasn't even close to being ready. If only 60 frames was the only thing it was missing, and that was the biggest issue, that right. would have been nice. Uh, it's worrisome because uh, Xbox, we've talked about this before, has no first-party games, it seems like, coming out ever. So... What does this mean for Starfield? I don't know that I think Starfield's going to be good at launch. I really don't. It feels like they're going to force that out because they have to, because they need some game for the holidays. But uh, this is shocking. This is the same studio that made Deathloop, which was right. one of the best games from a couple years ago. And to see them come out with kind of a piece of garbage at launch is is, is really sad. It's really frustrating. Uh, they deserve more time because... Uh, Look, Breath of the Wild's coming out this week. This game's about to get forgotten. Like, yeah, so, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. like, like, it came, it went, and and I mean, are people really gonna stick around to give this a chance? I don't know. Look at Outriders. The the, the majority of the base oh. left. And that game was fun. It was so cool. It was so I was cool, so excited. I was like, oh, this yeah. is so sick. And then I dropped it after like a few days. <laughs> See, I, no, I grinded it out. We got to end game and then you get to end game and there's nothing to do but the uh, same loop. And and uh, you're not, it's like, oh, great. I get all these guns now, but like I could use it on a loop on something that I've already done. That's yeah. not fun. Now, I, I know that you haven't, you're not familiar with Redfall, but I, I wanted to ask you though, and I know you're familiar with this, uh, you know, just some of the other games that have come out that are broken like this. Do you think that this is something that needs to get addressed in terms of just how these studios and companies are shipping out these broken games? Cause I feel like it's becoming more and more common, especially with these bigger games. Dude. I feel like this is something that's been addressed time and time again. <laughs> I, it, it's just like it's just a matter of like all these companies are are they're, they're saying they're listening to the community, right? And, and they're saying that they're taking in feedback, but ultimately we find that their budget does not meet the expectation that that the community has, right? And they're just like, well, we don't want to spend this much money on making something people actually want. We're gonna make something that looks cool in the trailer. And it uh, looks cool in the gameplay we're going to show. That's not even real gameplay, but it, it looks like it will be. <laughs> and then it comes out, and then everybody's like, oh, this is going to be so sick because the trailer was so dope and everything. Well, like with, with Dead Island 2. Right. Like, the trailer was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Like, it looked like a movie. And it back did. then, that was like, oh, my God, those graphics look like a movie. There's no way this is a game. And then it didn't come out because it wasn't ready. Right. And then they kept going, they kept going. Now we have AI gore mechanics in that, which is like... Never been done before. They That's got like crazy. awards for that. I'm yeah. like, what? There's so much that went into that. That is why it took so long. And, and a lot of game studios need to realize that things take time. Like mm -hmm. things take time. Things take resources. Things take money. And if they want to make something really good. Also, it's not about just making everything pretty. It's making an actually playable game. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, like you were saying, it's like you could have like a really sick game. It looks dope. And you play it once, but then it's just a loop. Yeah. So it's having that replayability factor and having that taken into account when you're making the game mm -hmm. is definitely something they got to think about because i feel like they're just trying to like make stuff push it out there and sell it quick sell the dlcs sell the in-app purchases and move on to the next pod project i just wanted to say i think too this is kind of that intersection of big business and and then video games mm -hmm. where it, it very much especially yeah. as we were starting out and you'll suits. see it too yeah yeah <laughs> the exactly suits are coming the in suits are coming in Games saying, been growing year over year too much yeah. they're like oh we gotta get in this now exactly and i i feel like this is really a, a big part of why we're getting these games that aren't finished 
Because there's no other reason I could think that a studio is going to want to pu uh, publish a game that clearly is, un unless you're Bethesda. Um, <laughs> I love you, Bethesda. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm sorry. Which I'm sorry. And again, I'm just, I'm not, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying okay. to do that. But I'm just saying, Bethesda is notorious for shipping games with a lot of bugs and things like that. And and you know, it, it's. For me, and I, I was saying it when, when Microsoft made the purchase of Bethesda and they acquired them, I said, you know, this is good. I was like, maybe we're going to get some oversight, you know, and, and they'll, they'll kind of clean things up a little bit and whatnot. This does not make me confident. I, I, I am afraid for Starfield now as well, and I'm, I was geeked. I'm geeked about it. Still, you know, I have Game Pass, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing it day one. We love Game Pass. Yes, Game Pass is we amazing. I do. <laughs> but but I, you know, like I will say, I, I did work with Bethesda for the release of Doom Eternal. Okay. As well as um, Fallout seventy six. I forgot they did Doom Eternal. Dude, yeah. I I'm a big Fallout fan, and I love Fallout. And then seventy six, they gave it to me like two weeks early. Nice. And and I was so excited to play it, and, and it was cool for a little bit. And I was like, oh my god, I I finally get to do online Fallout. Yeah. It just didn't hit the same. And that was another one of those games that was pushed out too early. And I feel like it had so much potential and so much that, that could have been done with that. Because, like, if you took Fallout 4 right. and you just added, like, a multiplayer mod. Yep. Boom. It would have been amazing. Yeah. Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, or, or any of the other, like, old schooler ones that, that people really love, like, you know, uh, New Vegas or, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like 76 is another one of those examples. They had everything. And if they just developed for another year or two yep. or, or whatever it may have taken, I think it could have been a game-changing game. Yep. And it, and it really didn't It didn't. That. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I wanted it. I wanted it to so bad. I, I swear. I love freaking Fallout, dude. I will give Phil Spencer credit because I think a lot of executives would have canceled that interview uh, given how bad <laughs> Redfall came out with. And I'm being serious about that. Like, he, he still did the interview and he answered some tough questions. Uh, and he, he was... I think, brutally honest, uh, at least if, if you take him at his word. Uh, one thing that I, I will say is that he said he will always support a studio's uh, creative vision, mm -hmm. which is nice to hear, right? Even mm -hmm. if it's not what they're known for, they're going to say, hey, if you want to try it, go for it. Yeah. So that is nice to see. The one part of this, though, that I, I kind of disagreed, and it, it ventures a little bit off topic, but he started talking about consoles, mm -hmm. and he basically said Xbox has lost the console war, and that there's nothing they can do, <laughs> even if they have, like, a, a ton of really strong games, there's no way they could catch up or turn the tides. Terrible. He basically said they lo because the Xbox One lost that generation, he called that the worst generation to lose, and it's a lost cause in terms Whoa. of hardware. <laughs> what? Which is, I mean, it... It's kind of crazy to me to think that, but you know, I, I was on a different podcast, uh, the Level Up or the Level One uh, podcast, and Des made a great point. She was like, Microsoft has a ton of other products. She's like, maybe they oh, yeah. just don't care about gaming. Maybe it's not a priority. That's not their big money maker. And I think Phil kind of reaffirmed what she was saying, because that's kind of what I heard was like, look. We already lost this thing. We're, yeah, you know, we've moved on already. I mean, you see the same thing with Meta. I mean, like with Meta, they're coming out yeah. with the VR stuff, but then they come out with a VR that's designed for the workplace, uh, not so much for yeah, gaming. Right. And it doesn't have as many gaming functionalities as the previous Quest 2, which doesn't really make sense. For a price point of 1000 I think it was $1,500. It it's, it's, now it's 1000 Now it's down to 1000 But it was $1,500. <laughs> yes. It's just like nobody's buying the VR for work. 
Like, I, I definitely love working in VR. I yeah. think it's awesome. I have unlimited monitors. I can make them as big as I want. I can draw in the middle of the air. I yeah. can whatever. It's sick. But is the average person going to do that on the uh, nope. every single day? No. Are they, Is the resolution good enough on those headsets? No. I just recently got the PSVR 2. Uh-huh. 4K. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no kidding. Oh, my God. 4K Ooh. in VR, dude. It was Ooh. the experience I've wanted for so long, dude. Because yeah. I tried it at CES. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was crazy. Oh, my God. Like, Because, like, like, you want to watch a movie in VR. Yeah, yeah, But you yeah. can't in the Quest 2 because it doesn't look good enough. Yeah. It looks too, like... Kind of like pixelated or, or like does not focus in a certain way. Yeah, I know, you know what you're talking about. I mean? <laughs> that's, that's why so many people get dizzy. Right. You know, it's, yep. not, it's, not even, it's not even like the VR itself. It's just that it's not clear enough. That right. it doesn't look good enough for our eyes. So that's, it's too much and we get it all dizzy. But like, dude, Meta is literally doing the same thing that, or, or potentially as what we're saying with Microsoft is like, Meta is just like, oh, well, we're not going to focus on gaming even though this is mainly a gaming product. Right. We're right. going to try to make this work for the average person for work. I think people leaned too hard into the pandemic and didn't make the shift back once things cooled down a bit. And it's like people aren't indoors. People aren't doing that. Your average day person is not going to be using a $1,500 VR no, headset no. for work. I don't even They're know very many They're barely using the Quest 2. Yeah, exactly. Barely, like, the Quest 2 is a commodity. Like, everyone right. has either an Xbox or a PlayStation or, yep. or a PC. Right. But you, you have an Xbox, PlayStation, or PC. And you have a VR. Right. It's never usually like, oh, you have a VR, bro? Oh, but you're not, you got nothing <laughs> you else? Nothing right. else yeah. And, and right. I'm a huge VR person. I'm a big, like, VR person. I've loved it since the Oculus DK1. Okay. Like, I love VR so much. I'm a big VR enthusiast, and I'm excited for gaming to completely switch over to VR. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think it'll completely change the game for esports. Like, think about it. It's like we could be sitting here touching these little sticks and buttons looking mm-hmm. at a flat screen TV, which seems barbaric, and the idea that we could be in the game. Right. We could yeah. be manually reloading and manually aiming, and that's hard, man. It is you, hard. You play a first-person shooter <laughs> in VR, you got to be good. I don't know how many times I've jumped. You just turn around. Like, ah, good at everything, <laughs> like covering, like reloading quick, aiming, and aiming is so hard with two controllers. Right. Getting the exact whatever. But, like, I think imagine, like, Marines, like mm-hmm. ex-Marines are our next Call of Duty pros. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because they would know what they're doing and yep. how to actually do it. Most people, like, don't know how to, like, hide <laughs> it in the movies. cover. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, do actual... Because I play Escape, Escape from Tarkov. Yeah. And I oh, love yeah. that game. Uh-huh. And I play that with a lot of ex-Marines. Oh, okay. Like, I have, like, a, a yeah. whole team. Like, my, my bodyguard is in Chicago. Uh-huh. And he knows, like, a ton of, like, Marines and stuff. So we all get on. We get on Tarkov. And they're sitting here saying all these things i don't even know what they're saying right i'm like what are you guys even saying they're like they're call apps i'm like i'm not trained but it's sick like they would be awesome yeah if it was vr and the yeah. technology was there we had omnidirectional trackpads haptic vests yeah i'm gonna get a haptic vest soon are you yeah. i've seen those they yeah. look great dude they look fantastic because at ces I, I tried the 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 ones that vibrate yeah and yeah. that's like cool but they also now have this brand new technology I found out. It, it's um, it's electrical pulses. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's actually kind of insane. So, like, imagine uh, a T-shirt, but it's, like, kind of, like, really, like, tight. Oh, and yeah. And on the inside is all of that, like, blue medical stuff that they use to, like, I guess, like, I don't know. You know when you're getting examined and they got, like, all the blue, or, or I guess, like, I don't even know. It, it's a medical stuff. I don't know how the technology works. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but it, it literally is on the whole shirt. And you're wearing it. And, and the guy has the app. And he's like, all right, I'm going to simulate stabbing you right here. Oh, and then man. we're going to turn the knife. And what? I was like, 
okay. <laughs> so, and they let you set the pain tolerance as high or low as you can. I was yeah. like, I got one demonstration of this at CES. I'm going to full send it. So I put, oh, it, wow. I put it to like 80% or whatever, Ooh, right? Uh -huh. And you do each individual thing, like each muscle group. Yeah. It'll like contract your muscle group as hard as like slowly and, and get harder and harder. Yeah. And then it'll be like, okay, w tell me to stop. Tell me when it's too much. And then you, you set up all your calibrations. And he's like, okay, I'm going to stab you and turn it. I felt that thing go in me. And then I, I felt it like in, I don't, under, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like in my organs, like, like inside my body, like yeah. in the middle of my body. And I felt it go in. I felt it turn. And then I felt it come out. Oh my god. Then the dude was like, oh, I'm going to simulate shooting you in the shoulder. You're going to feel it come in and come uh, out the other end. Uh, <laughs> I said, what? Yeah. I don't know if I need to yeah. see that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it was the craziest experience. Then uh, they put me on a game. I start falling to the floor because it hurts. Yeah. Like, literally, here's I'm getting shot by drones all over the place. All I got is a riot shield and a pistol trying to shoot over this riot shield. Getting shot from everyone. I'm like, ah, who shot me in the back? I'm falling on the floor, dude. It was crazy. So I need to go out of those for sure. I love that. I love that. But, I mean, kind of getting back on topic here real quick, um, you know, yes, there was – there's truth, and he was spitting facts uh, during this interview and whatnot. I can't – Phil Spencer, you know, he – he said it, but at what point in time, I, I guess, um, I don't know. I, for me, it was just a little, I feel bad for the Xbox community yep. and the folks that really love that, you know, love the games. They support the consoles, what they're doing. Uh, but that's a hard pill to swallow um, when you're hearing the CEO of the company that you love and the game, you know, from since however long is sitting there saying, well, it's not really a priority. Now, I'll say they say consoles isn't a priority. I've been saying this for a while now. They had already made the shift to cloud gaming. They are trying to get ahead of the curve. They're already ahead of the curve. We've seen uh, Sony buy into their cloud gaming infrastructure. Yep. Other people are buying in and going in. So they're ahead of the curve there. I would say 10 to 15 years from now, I think it's going to be more of a mainstay for cloud gaming. And it's become a lot more commercialized. There's going to be a lot more consumers of it. That's where I think they would. All they're trying to do right now is they're just trying to get people into their uh, into their economy, into their you know, hey, here's the, all kinds of things that we have. Come on in, we we got you. We got Game Pass. We got you know yeah. everything. And then all of a sudden, the shift when it is going to be you know the shift's already happening. But when cloud gaming is the primary, as opposed to people getting consoles and and, and things like that, that's where they're going to be ahead again. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, here's here's what I'm going to be interested in. I think this is the first time that Microsoft has opened the door towards Sony or another competitor to mm -hmm. really make some inroads in the in the streaming wars, if you want to call it that. Because of their head start, Microsoft had so much goodwill mm -hmm. uh, and, and and so so many other advantages just because you could play these games on any device. Like, right. that's so compelling. But, you know, Ryan, I know you were talking to uh, Aaron White, who had been on the show before. Yes. And you guys were talking about this might be the first time you considered – should I keep subscribing to Game Pass? Right. Like, and if they're reaching a point like that right now, the door is now open for somebody else to really challenge them in a way they have not been challenged yet. So Xbox is in a little bit of a precarious situation, even on that front. And game, you need the games, right? Why do people? Why do people unsubscribe <laughs> from Netflix? Right? The content's not there. Right. If the if the games aren't there, I don't know if Game Pass is going to be the smashing success. Uh, in the short term, than they want it to be. And so if I were Sony, I'd get real aggressive. I agree. And, and we'll, see how, uh, we'll see how things play out. But uh, let's take a quick commercial break. We're coming back with Merck Anthony. I, I, I want to hear. We got to know. We got to know. We'll be right back, y'all. 
If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And I got to start with your journey to Las Vegas because we were talking about (laughs) this a little bit before we got going. And I just find this story fascinating. Can you kind of go into how you ended up coming to Las Vegas and why you ended up staying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, This is is wild, guys. You guys don't understand. And and what's, what's sick is actually I have all this like recorded and put up on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube shorts. That's awesome. And I, I like vlogged like the whole trip. And uh, I, it was literally crazy. I'm, I'm in my bed. I'm sleeping. I wake up to a call from my friend, Misley. Mm-hmm. Misley's like, I'm like, yo. And then man's like, yo, I want to go across the country. Move back to Las Vegas, my hometown. And I'm like, uh, when? And it, man's like, tomorrow or like, <laughs> like two days from then. I'm like, bro. Like, what? <laughs> uh, okay, let me check my schedule. <laughs> Oh, I got nothing going on. Okay, I guess. I mean, not doing anything. Let's just drive across the country. So we start. We start our voyage. Two hours in. Flat tire. <laughs> flat tire. <laughs> get back on the road. New tire. After you know having to get towed and get a new tire. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole thing. Get back on the road. Two more hours in. Another flat tire. See, I would have been like, this this road trip is cursed. Take me back. <laughs> Take me back. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I'm just trying to explore. Have a nice vacation. You know, go to Las Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas. Oh, that'd be cool. Okay, here we go. We're back on the road again. We keep going. Avalanche. Oh. Massive avalanche. We could have died. If we were there 30 minutes earlier, oh we would have died. There was a whole avalanche that completely... We had to go across a whole other, like, two states to the, just oh, to go around oh it. Oh, my Because goodness. there was, like, a whole, like, storm. Like, there was a yeah. massive winter storm happening when we decided to go across the country with, mind you, a broken window. Oh, <laughs> my god! Like, a non-working door. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> this is the craziest thing. We finally get to Vegas. I'm like, oh, my God, we're finally here. Let's go. And the car breaks down. <laughs> car breaks down you completely. You did your we, job. We, 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 parked, we parked the car, thankfully, in front of, like, an auto zone or something. <laughs> parked the car and tried to drive again, and it just does not work. And from that point on, that car was totaled. But we were in Las Vegas, and we were staying with Misley's uncle at the time for a nice. little bit. And then I'm like, oh, your uncle's trying to charge me $100 a day to stay here. Motels are $30, if not less here, it's Vegas. Right, right. He's wilding. 
I'm going to sleep in your broken down car. So then I go to sleep in the broken down car. And then uh, eventually, like, I guess the uncle felt bad. He let me stay for a few more days. And then <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, well, I can't stay here for that much longer. I, I go on Twitter. Yo, who's in Vegas? Yeah. At this point, I don't know anyone in Vegas. Like, I was born and raised in New Jersey, right? And I came here two years ago. I come to Vegas. I'm literally like, who's in Vegas? And then two people that I had met um, at PAX East, like, years okay, ago. yeah, yeah. That, like, came up to me, like, a long time ago. They were like, oh, we, you know, we watched you or whatever. Like, I guess they've heard of me or whatever. And and, and I was like, oh, they, I met them. They weren't that weird. You know, they were pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, let's hang out with them. Go to the Las Vegas Strip. I'm telling you, we walked. I'm talking, we walked... Ooh. miles just oh, to man. like just to like get the uber cost lower just because like i mean after getting <laughs> after getting all those like toes and tires and everything i was like dude i don't have that much money now i'm sitting here i'm like okay well, let's walk as much as we can and then get the uber when it's cheap and yeah. then we got the uber we get to the strip we meet up with these guys we hang out with them i start staying with them mm. i stay with them for like two straight months their apartment floods i'm oh. like okay that's wild they're like we're gonna get a new apartment you want to just get one with us we could all just, you know, split it. And I'm like, the cost of this isn't that much in comparison right. to a lot of things because I'd be splitting it with two other people. Right. And it, I'd never moved out before. I'm still living with my parents at the time. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, I could pay for this and still go back and forth between, you know, West Coast, East Coast, right. and then have two home bases. Mm -hmm. Sick. Sign this lease. Boom, sign the lease. Don't even tell my parents. I'm sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. Like, I didn't ask any of my family. Oh, do you guys like this apartment? Do you guys think yeah. it was good? Like, do you guys think I should move to Vegas? Like, <laughs> it was just like, we're going to sign this lease. And then I'm like, hey, guys, so I got an apartment. <laughs> I got, got my own apartment, guys. Everyone was freaking out. They, it's like, okay. We shipped my car all the way over here. We shipped my setup. We shipped everything. Mm -hmm. And I started my new life out here in Vegas. Now we're two years in, and it's, it's just wild how far we've come. That is that is <laughs> that is a wild story, but I, I love what you've been doing. Tell us too, because you start or or you know working with G Fuel, and and obviously you were talking. We were talking beforehand. You said you know a, a lot of just uh, recording stuff, vlogging, content creation. I know that you also started streaming on Justin TV. If the OGs know yep. about Justin yep. TV, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, tell us how you ended up kind of getting into that and then kind of the beginnings of that relationship right. with G Fuel. All right. Let's go to the beginning of content creation and then go to go to the G Fuel part. Yeah. Because, like, we're talking 11 years here. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not just, like, G Fuel was, like, five or six. Okay. Or has been five or six. Because uh, I, I, I can't do math, but I tried G Fuel <laughs> for the first time in 2015. Wait, okay. what year are we in? Oh, 2023? Eight years. Yeah. Yep. That's a long time. <laughs> Good thing I became fast. a content creator. <laughs> I can't do math. But, like, I literally tried G Fuel for the first time in 2015, but I started content creation in 2011. Oh, okay. okay. So, May 18th, 2011 Ooh, is the day I put up it. my first YouTube video. Okay. And that was on an iPod Touch. <laughs> like I got an iPod Touch for my 10th birthday, and I was like, oh, this is lit. But I had four gigabytes of storage, and I was that family member inherently that filmed everything. Yeah. Just like, uh -huh. like, you know, like with the camcorders, it's like filming yep. every holiday. That was my dad. That was me. <laughs> and I was a kid with an iPod, but I only had four gigabytes. So I'm like, 
where am I going to put all this stuff? Right. Oh, I could upload it to this website called YouTube. <laughs> mm. I love the cat videos on that site. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna start uploading everything here. Make an account. VaderBoy09 was my first name. Yes. <laughs> and and for like a straight year, I uploaded everything on my phone up to that, and and it, and it slowly turned into vlogging without me knowing. Because like right. at that point, I don't know how many people really were vlogging. Right. I'm sure I, I didn't invent vlogging, but like I'm sure like. There were a couple of people doing it at the time, but it was very, very new. I mean, YouTube was so early in 2011. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, I definitely had never seen anybody do it, but I did it inherently in my head. Like, I just, I, for some reason, had this inherent urge to just document and share my life. Yeah. And, and I've just been doing that ever since. Uh, I did that for, like I said, a year until I eventually started watching, like, Tobuscus and, like, PewDiePie and, like, right. Smosh. I remember PewDiePie on the, the Amnesia series when that came out. Right, uh -huh. right. And, and so then I was, like... Oh, gaming, gaming, gaming. I mean, I've always been a gamer since I was like three. Right. But it's just a matter of like, oh, I kind of want to make videos about this because like, that's sick. Started doing Minecraft. Started streaming on Justin TV as my, on Minecraft. Mm. And then I'm uh, making Minecraft videos and all this stuff. I did that for actually like years. Okay. <laughs> I was a big Minecrafter. Minecraft still to this day, I think is like the best video game of it's all time. Huge. I, 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 I love Minecraft. Wow. I freaking love Minecraft, but I'm weird. <laughs> but <laughs> I love Minecraft so much. So, and then... I got into the Call of Duty scene, mm. and, and, and I guess, like, G Fuel was embedded in the Call of Duty scene at the time that I got in, because, I mean, okay, they were, yeah. like, the CWL sponsor. Yeah. You know, they were, uh, obviously, with FaZe, uh, and, and for me, FaZe was one of my biggest, like, idols. Mm -hmm. The original New York FaZe house was, like, the craziest thing, seeing a content house. As a right. kid, you're just sitting there, and you're like, oh, my God, there's a bunch of, like, th I mean, they're not kids, but, like, young adults right. all in a house playing games. And just having fun for a living and making stupid videos. I'm like, oh my god, this is the dream. This is what I want to do for yeah. my life. Like, I want to make this happen. And I did. Now, I'm living in a content house yep. with my friends, which is crazy. But everything kind of comes full circle. Um, I'm watching FaZe Clan. They're drinking G Fuel. I'm like, whoa, that's sick. They get their own flavor, FaZe Berry. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Like, whoa. Is that, whoa. We can do that? <laughs> a team, uh, an esports team, a content creation team getting their own energy drink flavor? Right. Okay. That's crazy. Then my favorite in the team, FaZe Rain, mm -hmm. gets his own flavor. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? This man's a freaking gamer. We're just making YouTube videos. We're just having fun. And this man has his like name and logo and everything on an energy drink, Tropical Rain. Oh my God, that's sick. Yeah. And so I remember as a kid, I had my grandmother drive me all the way to Long Island, mm -hmm. like an hour and a half, just to like knock on the FaZe guy's door. I was one of those annoying fans. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry to FaZe. And everybody that I've ever fanboyed, I guess, but I think, I think it was just mainly Faith. I don't think I've really fanboyed over a lot of uh, people, but, but oh my God, just showing up to their door as a kid. Hey, I love your videos. Can I get, can I get a picture? Yeah. You know? And uh, I have pictures of me, like, throw them up on screen, imagine. I don't know if you can do that, but I have, like, pictures of, like, me back in the day, just, like, so hyped to meet these people. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, that same day that I went to the FaZe house, it was already closed because it was nighttime. I had my grandma drive me to the G Fuel office. Oh, okay. While it was yeah. closed. Uh -huh. And I show up to this G Fuel office. I'm just looking at the sign glowing, G Fuel. And it's this big warehouse in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh my God, this is sick. It's just this brick building. Oh my God, it's the G Fuel office. I'm sitting there vlogging on my iPod. Or, or at that point, I don't know what I was vlogging on. Yeah, it was, it was still probably a, a phone or something. I'm sitting there like, to keep you off as guys <laughs> one day i'm gonna work with them so cool and i went to new york comic-con 2015 they had a booth i was like oh my god 
they have all the flavors. Tried every flavor. I have a video of me trying it. I'm like, oh, it's phase berry. It's a little, little like sample cup. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point on, I just love this product. Yeah. Like for, for obviously the brand that, that they are and how they interact with content creators and how they not only interact with content creators, but make it like a vital part of their brand. Mm -hmm. Like they, they really put content creators first and, and not, not only content creators, but now we're starting to see like awesome movie collabs and right. game collabs and anime collabs. Bro, yep. Attack on Titan just got announced yesterday. Mm -hmm. We just did dra three Dragon Ball flavors. We have like three Naruto flavors, and as a as a you know a little weeb over here, <laughs> I'm 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 very happy to to or I'm so proud that that the freaking Naruto company literally chose me to announce the Naruto G Fuel. Can. Oh, that's amazing! That was that's crazy because awesome. they saw a picture of me in uh, at Comic Con in like 2014, uh -huh. and I was dressed as Naruto. Okay, and, and so they could have chose like anyone off the G Fuel roster. Like they had a whole list of influencers, and they were like. Who do you want to announce the G Fuel, the, the Naruto G Fuel can? And once like my uh, influencer manager sent them the picture of me as Naruto, they were like, "We want him." And I got to go to level up. They sent me a whole costume, a Naruto costume with like a, a like the you know the headband, yeah, but like yeah. G Fuel in there. Sick. I was like, "Oh my god, this is sick!" It was the craziest moment. But I'm getting off track here. I do it a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I obviously was in love with G Fuel from the moment I tried it, and I, I love the flavors, mm -hmm. right? I never liked coffee like that. Mm. Uh, I grew to somewhat like it more as I got older, but mm. mainly it's just like G Fuel has over 100 flavors. Yeah. There's no way that you don't like one of them. And I've never felt such clean energy, like, because I'm not going to mention any other brands, but it's just like our whole, like, the whole thing of this is like it's vegan. There's right. no sugar, there's no calories. And for me growing up, it's like I never really wanted to drink those other brands because. Mm. I had tried them, and not only did I not like the flavor because it gave me that battery acid taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the amount of things that you read on that label, and you're like, "Haba da ba da ba da ba da 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 mean, hexa dry da ba ba da ba." What the hell? What am I drinking? Right? But you read that, and it's like such a simple thing. It's just like vitamins and caffeine. I'm like, "All right, this is sick." So it's it's been a clean source of energy for me. It's been a lot of different flavors. And it's been an incredible community, and mm -hmm. they have welcomed me with open arms. Cliff, the CEO, is an amazing person. I have had so many amazing memories with that man. He's so generous, and, and they have taken unbelievable, like, unbelievable good care of me. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's just crazy. I mean, I, I'm definitely the smallest person with a flavor, mm -hmm. for one. I'm definitely the smallest person with a flavor. And not only did they give me a flavor, but they gave me a collector's box, yeah, which is, like, a big deal. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't even know I was getting a collector's box the day I got my flavor. That I found it out on the release. That is Cause, awesome. Because in the video where they surprised me with my flavor, they, they only showed me my, my shaker and my mm -hmm. tub. And then, like, I literally, I remember it released. And my friend calls me. He's like, I can't believe they gave you a collector's box. And I was like, they didn't mm -hmm. give me a collector's box. <laughs> and I was, he was like, bro, look on the website. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I have a collector's box. That's lit. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a crazy journey. It's crazy. I love it. You know, it, it's been fascinating because obviously you've, you've been at this for so long. You've had a lot of success. What, what's been the biggest challenge along the way? How have you th seen things change and what's been the biggest obstacles to overcome as, as time has gone on? Uh, I'd say it's reinventing yourself every day. Mm -hmm. For me, it's every day. Like a lot of people are content creators and, and they're putting something out, you know, every week or every two weeks or whatever. And while I, I honestly think that that's awesome and, and quality is really, really important, I have committed to this daily 
challenge. Right. And people think that I sit there and I, I, I record 10 videos in a day and then schedule them. No, I have been doing every single day. I wake up in the morning. I don't have an idea. I figure it out that day. I figure out the scripting. I, I film, I edit, and I upload at least just my drinking G Fuel video right. every day. And, right. that's, and, and, and when I do that, I feel lazy. When I put one video up a day, I feel like an absolute lazy, like, I'm just wasting my time, <laughs> you know? But I used to do five TikToks a day. Yeah. Right? And I'm posting all TikToks on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts and Facebook Reels to maximize uh, reach and all that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it's reinventing yourself and outdoing yourself every day is always going to be a challenge. And every yeah. content creator or every creator in general, artist faces that. Because you're always trying to better yourself, uh, yourself or your work and try to make it better each time. Like every time you put up a new video, it's your best video. Right. But it's often unattainable, especially when you're doing it multiple times a day, every day. <laughs> um, I'm learning throughout time. And as I'm also getting older, I just turned 22, guys. Let's go. Like a few days ago, like May 1st. Yeah. But uh, it's just like I'm noticing that I'm really trying to hone in more on quality mm -hmm. as I'm learning more and more because i've been i've been really hard studying mm -hmm. like people like mr beast or um ryan trahan mm -hmm. I, I like what ryan trahan does because i've noticed that ryan trahan is the low budget mr beast mm -hmm. he's realized that the only way to be highly expensive and over the top is to be highly weird and just unique i mean it's just you know weirdness gets people's attention the same right. way expensive things people get people's attention right. so what i'm noticing is a lot of people are trying to make things look over the top when they're not. Mm -hmm. And because they're trying so hard to make it look like it's over the top when it's clearly not and the viewer knows that it's not, it comes off very disingenuous. Yep. Most content comes off very disingenuous. And people are leaning more towards the content creators that feel like people. Yeah, and feel like exactly. you're connecting with them. You see their flaws. You see all that stuff. And they're not just trying to be superstars and make everything look perfect and glamorous right. and rich. And we have all this and we're in private jets. You know what I mean? It's the people that, like Ryan Trahan, are showing things that like the common person could do or relate to mm -hmm. taking a scent and turning it into a house doing uh, uh isolation for 48 hours or you know whatever it is things that pe any person could relate to and i'm noticing i'm trying to now come up with content that any person from any demographic of any age group and any like psychographic can enjoy from mm -hmm. start to finish without knowing who i am and that's something that i have in the back of my mind now i have a bachelor's degree in digital marketing mm -hmm. um i barely use it i honestly don't feel like i got much out of that <laughs> i feel like i feel like i mainly got it was mainly experience and just doing it and being in the field that right. really taught me all this but it's just like i'm i'm really honing in on every part of content the more i'm i'm developing and maturing uh, i'm seeing that it's the like lighting right right like people don't Realize the amount that lighting does for your video mm -hmm. and audio does for your video and sound effects and music and the right sound effects and music at the right, right time and the right cuts at the right time and the right transitions at the right time and the right scripting and the right execution of each line. I remember I was on set to record. Um, I guess I can talk about this now. Um, it, it's I'm not going to say too much about it, but we were, <laughs> we were filming a TV show. OK, we were filming the sick TV show. We filmed the pilot and we had a director there. And I remember he was like really enunciate this word and this word in the sentence. Mm. And, and I noticed that that's like something you got to think about. Yeah, like absolutely. When you're saying a sentence, it's like, I like the G Fuel Orange Cranthony or I love the G Fuel Orange Cranthony. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like it's, 
it's 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 getting the the words that people need to listen to or, or pay attention to and like enunciating them more and that's just a little subtle detail exactly. you don't think when you're a 10 year old making ipod videos <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly i i love it i love it um let me ask you, you know, especially now, and you, and you had mentioned it, you're currently in a content creation house. Tell me, what what is it like for you, number one, going from, holy, you know, these people are in a content creation house, to being in one yourself, and then just that working environment, being able to work and collaborate with your friends, uh, with people that you care about, and then doing the thing that you love. I mean, that does sound like a dream come true. Yeah, 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 dude. Like, uh, it's, it. It has its up and ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's, it's definitely like you have this dream in your head, and you're like, "Oh, this is the best thing in the world." And obviously, like you only see what people want you to see. Right. I definitely feel like Phase had the most genuine house. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the first content house. It wasn't fabricated. It wasn't a, a group of people. Like sometimes, like the suits will come in and yeah. they'll take like, "Oh, you look good, and you look good, right. and you look good. Let's put you all in a house and force you guys to make content together." Right. And that doesn't work. Because, like, you have to have that synergy and that companionship and that, like, friendship. And so I'm glad that I was able to make a house with some of my best friends that I've known for a while. Um, But there are ups and downs, obviously. People have uh, different goals, different things that they want to do, different ways they want to live their life. Whether it be when they want to go to sleep or when they want to wake up or how how clean or not clean they want to be. Or... I'm not calling anyone out. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the least clean person in the house, probably. So, but it's just, it's something to take into right. account, right? It, you don't think about those things, really, I guess, when you're a kid, like, looking at, oh, we're going to make videos and game all day, mm-hmm. you know? But it's really not like that, obviously, and there's a, a lot more that goes into it. And, you know, we're, we're all working on our own things, and we all have our own stuff, because, like, I do very different content than each of the other people in my house. Mm-hmm. They do all very different content, but we find a common ground, and, and, we're, and our collaborators, uh, collaborations are awesome mm-hmm. uh but actually the house is coming to an end wow. very soon um two people already moved out mm, and it's wow. it was okay. a four-person house uh-huh. uh, we only have until july 30th our release end is when the okay. lease ends. And yep. i move on to the the, the world <laughs> the world but i mean like obviously we're, we're all like really good friends like it's just like we're all doing completely different things. Right. And what I'm noticing, for myself at least, I know everybody has like their own things, but like for me, I'm really starting to think I, I wanna develop like a house kinda like Logan Paul mm-hmm. or a group like David Dobrik. Okay. And what, what I mean by that is, what you notice is their groups are very calculated. Mm-hmm. Like people don't really realize this. I'm sure they're all friends. Like I'm sure like they picked them because like they're all they can hang out and have fun and, right. it's, and it's good for ca- on camera, but it's also very selective, just like movies or TV. They don't just cast all the same person or the same, right. like, like the same personality or yeah. the same look or the same, whatever it's David, uh, David Dobrik has like the older guy, uh, Jason Nash. Mm-hmm. And so he plays that old character that, <laughs> but, but it, it's played on, you know, that, that yeah. joke is played on the whole time. Yeah. Oh, I'm old. Oh, that's funny. Oh, or I'm gonna say something. You know what I mean? But and and then or or like um, Logan Paul makes use of his uh, his animals. Right. Obviously not in a bad way. But right. it, like Kong the Savage. <laughs> Kong the Savage was an icon, or Maverick was an icon. Like the the bird. Uh-huh. Right. And whether you like or not like Logan Paul, his vlogs were massive. 
Like, right. absolutely massive. He was doing daily vlogs every day. And a part of that were the characters in his vlogs. Exactly. And I remember my old manager told me that. My old manager was like, you need to create characters in your universe that people can connect to, yep. like, not like, disagree with, whatever. And that's what makes, like, a, a full story. Right. I mean, like, when, when you look at any movie or anything... It's not just one person, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and, and it's not just, like I said, the, the same type of person. It's usually a very diverse group of people with different mindsets and different ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how you really put together a really good piece of content because you're getting different reactions right. instead of just the same reaction. Oh, that's good. Oh, yes, that's also that's good. Great. That's also good. Yeah. But like to have one person say it's good and then person say it's bad and why it's bad and then they argue about it, that's content. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really trying like for whatever it is my next venture is, is like... I want to formulate a house. Um, I recently brought on, uh, he's, he's like a all, all together right hand man. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't wanna just call him an assistant or just call him a videographer, or just call him a creative director or a photographer or an editor because he does a lot of things mm -hmm. and he also helps me with even more than just that. Um, but I just recently brought him on and, and he's been awesome helping me film my events because like instead of just me filming everything or, or doing it for my POV, finally I have somebody filming me, right. which makes it a lot better for the content. Um, and also he's been helping me to get those real moments, those genuine mm. moments when I'm not looking, when I'm not thinking, he gets it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or, or the pictures or whatever, when, when I'm unable to be in that moment, I now have somebody on my team to help me take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so if I have him and then I bring on, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Logan, yeah. we love yep. Logan. Logan's the older character, <laughs> and and we and him and I play on that. I call him dad all the time in content. And he'll be like, "Oh, that's just weird, man. That's weird, man." <laughs> but it's it's for the content. We both love we love the joke. It's so funny. He's like my dad's age, literally. Right. Yeah. He was hanging out with my dad the other day. I swear they were talking more than my dad was talking to me. <laughs> I was like, "Bro." No, I'm kidding. But I love him. <laughs> He's great. He's great. Freaking, we love Logan. I want to put together a, a dope group of people that all like can vibe together, yeah. but are very different and are doing their own things. Not everybody is a content creator. I want like, right. I want some people to be maybe an artist or doing other stuff, mm -hmm. acting, you know? Cause I find that when you make a content house, there's a big clash because everybody is in a certain way competing. Jocking for them views, jocking for that content. When, mm -hmm. when you're FaZe Clan and you have one team and everybody's working towards the common goal of building that team, right. it's different. But when you have a content house, when it's everybody has their own thing and we're all building our own thing it's like well i don't have time to film your video with you because i gotta film my video right you know what i mean but if if i'm in a content house where i have an artist an actor whatever all these people they're probably not making a video every single day and they right. might have some time to be in mine right you know exactly. what i mean and and not only that but it's bringing those people that aren't making videos into the world of videos mm -hmm. right so if it's a celebrity you see josh peck always in david dobrik's videos right, right right it's taking somebody that's in another world and bringing them to our world right and exactly. I, I think i want to really put together that awesome group and, and make something sick out of it i love that and with the ryan trahan approach i, I want to do like i said content that anyone can consume any age any demographic and they can pick it up without knowing who i am and mm -hmm. watch it from the beginning to the end and enjoy it so i'm yeah. trying to make Universal content, but then also I'll have a gaming channel to do that. I'll have a reaction channel to do that. I'll have whatever. I do have my gaming channel already, but I barely use it. I need to get on that. I want to focus my gaming channel on like all VR. Okay. I want to yeah, be like, yeah. I want to like big VR guy. And then my main channel is going to be like Ryan Trahan, Mr. Beast, and Logan Polish, David Dobrik, all hybrid. Right. I love that.
So Amber Anthony, Orange Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. So you, you came out to Vegas kind of on a whim, decided to stay due to some unforeseen and kind of random circumstances. If you hadn't gone on that road trip, what do you think you'd be today? Uh, well, I'd probably still be in New Jersey. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'd, I know. Okay, so like, I guess I can also talk about this now. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since I, I I've had to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff like this. But um, what's it called? It uh, what's it called? It uh, I had a original house offer. Actually, we had multiple. Um, before before this team, before mm-hmm. this house. I mean, not not that we're a team because we're not like a team team, but like just like this house that I'm in right. now. Um, I had an actual team team that I created. Okay. I made this team called the Elite mm-hmm. with my friend Zytex and Geo, mm-hmm. and then. We all we all made that together, and then we were building it for like three years. Oh wow! wow. Like three years, we built that. We did all these events. I remember, we, like back to back. At one point, we were on a roll. Like front page of Twitch uh, at G Fuel House, doing a forty-eight hour stream, raised like six thousand for charity. Wow, that's awesome! Next weekend, we were at Casey Neistat Studio, did a forty-eight hour stream there for the release of a Call of Duty and collab with Meta Threads that same day. Jeez. Uh, next weekend, we went back to the G Fuel House, did another forty-eight. Um, also on the front page of Twitch for another charity. And then the fourth weekend, I think we did a 24-hour stream I, uh, for something else. I don't even remember. Mm. I just remember we were like back-to-back-to-back to back to back going crazy. Yeah. And we were getting calls. Like calls on calls. I've never gotten so many offers for sponsorships <laughs> ever. Wow. It, within two, two months of like all that happened, or I guess like actually that month. Once, once that month finished, once those four weeks finished of uh-huh. crazy events, I was getting calls like that, that whole next month. I got eight house offers. Wow. From esports teams, other energy drinks, and even G fuel and, and shout out to G fuel for giving us that opportunity. Sadly, we weren't able to make it happen because the original group did end up like splitting up in the middle of house hunting. Mm. Like we, we had applied to multiple houses. And G Fuel paid for everything. G- Thank you so much, G Fuel. I'm sorry. So that's huge. I'm saying that's huge because you know there's application like fees. Like a real estate agent, yeah. application fees, like yeah. everything. And, and think about us like being young kids all applying for these nice ass houses. Right. Like, they were, bro, this one house had like three driveways, acres of land, like a basketball court. I was oh like, goodness. dude, on the beach in Florida. I was like, bro, oh, how are we going to mess please. this up? No, yeah. no way we mess this up. Yeah, yeah. My, my childhood dream is coming true. G Fuel's finally giving me the house I've always wanted. And it didn't happen. But it was going to happen. Um, sadly, once again, content creators have different motives yeah. or different things that they want to do, different way, like things that, Places that they want to go, people they want to work with, kinds of content they want to make. Yeah. And it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I'm still friends with all of them, all of those guys. And I love visiting them or seeing them at events or whatever. But it's just like that house falling through, I thought, was the worst thing to like ever happen. Right. Like that threw me into the biggest depression. Mm-hmm. That threw me into like the biggest like, like, damn. Right. I just spent my whole life trying to get this content house with G Fuel. I finally got partnered. At that point, I didn't have a flavor. I got partnered. I had my own code. Like, everything was great. And it was finally time. And then it was taken from me. Mm. And I was like, damn. So then I, I went into a big burnout. And I mm. burned out. I was in that burnout stage for like a straight year. Yeah. I like barely did content. I like yeah. barely did anything. And eventually, my manager at the time, not anymore, he's not my manager, but he was like, from this point forward, you're going to upload every single day. You're going to upload something 
every day. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. Don't care if you look at the camera for 10 seconds and smile. To stop the ca- stop the recording and upload it. No editing. You have to upload something every day. Mm-hmm. Before that clock strikes 12, you will have something on your TikTok. And for months, I posted the most low effort content. <laughs> because that's what he told me. Right, he yeah. He was like, I want you to break this mindset because I built it for years. I mean, right. imagine doing something for years and years and years and you're so hard on yourself. I have to make something perfect. I have to make, yeah. And you never make anything at all because you're trying to make something so perfect. You get stuck he, in your head, yeah. He broke yep. that. Like, he knew how to break that in me, and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He broke that I, by, by forcing me to make a video every day. I remember I, I told him he was crazy. I was like, how am I going to come up with an idea every day? And then not to mention, finish the idea every day. Right. You know, film, edit, and upload. And, and he was like, no, you're going to do it. Trust me. You're going to do it. And, and I, I started doing it, and it was like, POV, you are sitting down. Or like POV, POV, you are a chair. And I put my phone on a chair and I sat on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I did stuff like that, like every day and it got fun. Yeah. And then it broke that burnout into me and it gave me that, that fun factor when I was like 10 and with an iPod, yeah. when I was just like filming whatever I wanted and posting it and it brought me back. And then I was like, wow, this is sick. I can make whatever I want. I don't have any judgment. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just filming something and putting words of wisdom with Mark Anthony. And I just said a random quote I found on Google, and then I winked and added an explosion. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just like, it, and, and it was so freeing, and I did that for months and months and months. And then one day, I found this guy called One Giant Onion. Mm-hmm. And I saw his series, <laughs> taking a bite out of an onion every day until a new Shrek movie comes out. Oh, my boy. <laughs> a banger series, by the way. Banger series. I'm talking. <laughs> this guy, and it's a kid. He's like 16, if not less. Mm-hmm. He's taking a bite out of an onion. He takes his phone out, takes a bite out of an onion. Every day until a Shrek movie comes out, he does like 700-something episodes, gets no attention, and then like 730-something, boom, 700K subs, viral, blew up. And I was like, oh my God, this is sick. And then I was like, hmm, how could I do something? Mm -hmm. How could I take this concept? Because he's not the first person to do something every day for for a goal. But the fact that I saw something so low effort, something that I had been doing, take off like that right i was like okay let's see what i could do what's something i want that's that's obtainable but hard to get right right yeah and that's when i was like okay what if i and then what's something i do every day already that would make it easy <laughs> yeah and I, at that point it's like bro drink a jeep fuel every single day i'm a, dude i still drink jeep fuel every single day. <laughs> I, I, but, but at that point i was already drinking jeep fuel every day regardless of making a video right i was like i might as well just film it yeah. Put it on the internet. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> okay. Boom. We started drinking G Fuel every day until I get my own flavor. And the videos sucked for three straight months. Mm-hmm. They were low effort. Yeah. It was, it was during the beginning of COVID. Okay, I was in yeah. quarantine, stuck in my room. I filmed a different angle of my room for the first 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm hitting every wall, every nook, <laughs> every cranny. Dude, I put my I put my phone on the fan. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yes. I had it spinning a little bit. Just like, I, I, I like slowly tapped it. I was like, "Welcome to day whatever of me drinking Jeepy." Welcome to day 30 of me drinking Jeepy. You know, and I just did that, and it slowly got better. And it's parts of my house, and then different parts of New Jersey, yeah. and then. I'm traveling across the world and it's all over the place. And then boom. Uh, and the whole time, uh, apparently the CEO of G Fuel Cliff, mm-hmm. apparently for, for the first three months of the series, which I really don't blame him for it. 
Apparently, he thought it was really stupid. Yeah. Like, apparently, <laughs> apparently, he thought yeah. the series was really bad. Like, really, like, I don't know 100% on this, but I've been told from G Fuel staff this information, so don't kill me, Cliff. But, Cliff? But that, that, that's what I've been told. That's but funny. it's just like, I don't blame him. The videos were bad. Like, how could you expect to get a flavor when the, your videos are you in your bedroom? <laughs> Welcome today, 17 to be drinking G Fuel every day until I get a flavor. Use code Merc. Merc out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every day. And so I don't blame him, but it got better. And it got yeah. better. And it developed. And then I got special guests. Oh, my God. What the hell? NFL. And I met NFL players. Oh, my God. Prison, this crazy prison. Oh, whoa, he's at this crazy event. Whoa, he's whatever. And it slowly followed me. And, and doing it every day, legitimately, like I said earlier, like yeah. I don't batch videos. I do it every single day. So people get to literally see the whole journey. They right. get to come along with me anywhere I go. Like today, we're going to obviously make a video here. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see that I was on the Land Parties podcast today. You know what I mean? It's part of the story. It's chronological. And, and every day they get to see me change and develop. My hair gets longer throughout right. the series. They get to see... Um, you know, just every person I meet and the places I go and the things that I do and, and really get to be involved in, in my actual life. But also I make it into skits and funny different things and, right. and friends or whatever. But but it, it developed so much in that time frame. And I remember or I, I, I had no idea what the hell was going on this whole time. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know if I was going to get a flavor or not. And I really didn't think it was going to take a year. I thought it was going to take three years. Right. Like right. I thought like, oh, I'm a tiny creator. There's no way this is going to because like. I was basing this off one giant onion. He did it for 700 days. Right. right. So I'm thinking, this is probably going to take like three years. I mean, getting a flavor is a big deal. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Like, how, I'm a tiny creator. How is that going to work? No way they're just going to give me a flavor. Right. But maybe I just do this series passively as I do everything else. I do my gaming. I do my other stuff. And this series just follows my journey. Mm -hmm. And I'll do it for years. Then, all of a sudden, almost a year comes up. We're almost at phase 365. I get a call. She feels like, yo, we're trying to interview you. Times Square, we're flying you out. Okay. What? I'm like, I'm like, all right, let's go. And at this point, I still don't think I'm getting a flavor. Right. Like, I really thought they were just flying me out to interview me. Yeah. Like, I really did think they were literally just going to fly me out to interview me. Uh, and a lot of people are like, no, you must have known you were going to get a flavor. I'm like, no, I no. really didn't. I, and, and there was a part of me at one point when I was in my hotel room that I was, before I got to the studio, I was like, Maybe they'll give me a shaker. Right, right. Maybe they'll give me a shaker as like a constellation. Like maybe slow. I still gotta keep going, mm -hmm. and, and then I'll get the flavor. But give me a whole collector's box. Give me. I, I literally, I, I get to Times Square. I'm just chilling at the New York Face House at the time because they had a newer one um, mm -hmm. with like Face Dirty, Tilt, Thief, and then my boy Biddy. So mm -hmm. I was staying there at the time, and uh, also the hotel that they got me, obviously. But. I mean, the face house was freaking nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> the face mansion. Like, I'd rather stay in the mansion. But anyway, so I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the freaking hotel room in Times Square. I get a call from my talent manager. He's like, all right, I'm ready. Do you want to take the scenic route or do you want to Uber? And I was like, let's take the scenic route. Yeah. It was a big day. Yeah. So we walk, take a nice walk in New York. We're just talking about whatever. We get on the subway. We're just chilling. It was, it was such like a surreal moment. I remember I was in that moment. I just... I don't know. Like I woke up that day and I was like, Today's something's different. Day. Yeah. Like this is like it. Like, I don't know. Like I woke up that day and it just felt like that was a really important day. Yeah. And I, I spent that whole day, like, I guess at such utter peace, mm -hmm. like just like walking around those streets and looking at the people and being on that subway, things that I had done before plenty of times. But this time I was like not in a rush and I was not like thinking about other stuff. I was just, taking it all in yeah you know i was just like really there in that moment and my manager looked at me and he said 
right before we walked into the studio, mm-hmm. he said, once you leave the studio, or like, once we leave, yeah, once we leave the studio, your life is never going to be the same. And I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's pretty we, hardcore to say. Like, we, hey. We yo. go in there. And they start miking me up. Mm-hmm. Nick Marola, love that guy. He's been on the video team forever as you feel making awesome commercials and stuff. And that guy literally comes up to me. He's like, so Graham really didn't tell you anything, right? He's my, my manager. Yeah. He didn't tell you anything. He was like so excited. I'm like, no. He's like, really? <laughs> this whole time? He didn't say anything? I'm like, no, I really, I really have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, awesome. <laughs> I, I get in front of like, Eight cameras and then a camera crew. There's a, there's a black backdrop behind me. Like, there's like a curtain, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there getting interviewed. They're like, why do you like Heat Fuel? Whatever. Other stuff. I'm answering the questions and there's a video of it. Wall falls down behind me. Oh. Oh, wow. I look behind me and it's all orange and it says, you did it. And then like orange, like oranges as balloons and there's balloons everywhere. And then like my flavor's on a pedestal. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, my God. And, and the shaker that I conceptualized, that was a Twitch emote, mm. was made into my shaker. It was perfect. It was the exact oh, wow. emote. They yeah, perfectly awesome. did it. And, and, and then they picked orange cranthony as my flavor, which was crazy because my previous favorite flavor was uh, PewDiePie lingonberry. Mm-hmm. And cranberry is just a more tart version of lingonberry because right, lingonberry right. is just more sweet. Right? So they took my favorite flavor profile and then just added orange to it, which... I'm the orange guy, and I love orange, and I love orange juice and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, bro, this was the perfect thing for me. Because originally, I was campaigning for orange Merxicle. Oh, okay. And then <laughs> they, gave it, they gave that to KSI. Oh, okay, and, okay. And I was, I was so bummed out when they gave it to KSI, <laughs> but I'm glad they did. Because then uh, I would have had a milk flavor. And, right. And how many times do you make you feel milk? Sometimes. It's like, you right. know, sometimes. But, like, in the morning, you know? But... More often than not, it's with water. And I think, honestly, orange cream needs a better flavor. And I think it'll be even better in a can. Because I have had uh, orange vibe, which is orange creamsicle, in a can. And it's really, really good. But imagine, orange cranberry carbonated. Dude. That would be good. That's it. That would be, That's yeah. going to hit. That's what's up. And, and you're currently on that. Uh, I just want to, I know that we're, we're getting a little long here. I just, I'm sorry, I talk a lot. <laughs> you're right. I, I just want to ask real quick, um, and not, I'm sorry, not, not ask actually. I, I just want to, for you, if you had one piece of advice that, that you can go and now, because you have now 10, 11 year olds that are looking up to you and, and seeing what you're doing and saying, that's what I want to do. I, that's what, that's the life that I want to live. What would that piece of advice be? Uh, there's, I guess a little bit, there's a couple of different things that I feel like I want to say, but the main thing, which is kind of hard to hear for a lot of people is it, if you have to ask somebody to give you motivation to do what you're trying to do, you need to just quit right now, mm. in my opinion. I feel like with content creation, especially now, everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. It is the most wanted job ever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, yes, people want to be an actor. Yes, people want to be a musician. But the most wanted for Gen Z and, and the new generations, they want to be a TikToker, want to mm. be a YouTuber. That's what they want. That's what people want to be. And that's what people idolize and love these days. And that's what everyone does. Everyone has a social media. Whether it's just your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever, you are a content creator to a certain extent. Everybody's doing it. And so if you do not have this inherent urge, like I did when I was 10, to document and share, despite money, despite fame, despite hardship, despite coming up with ideas or, or whatever it is, 
you're not going to make it. Right. You're not. There are millions of people trying their hardest to make it that love this mm. so much with every bone in their body, and they will die trying. If you are not willing to, you will not make it. It right. is a matter of if you want to be in the top 1%, you have to do more than 99% are willing to do. And if, like I said earlier, if you don't have that inherent motivation and you need to ask me, Merck, give me some words of motivation so I can make this video today, man. I'm just not really feeling it. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to make it, man. Stop. Just give up. Right. Stop. Because, like, you either are about it and this is all you want to do and this is your life and you're going to make it happen no matter what. Or you're going to try, and you're going to try for a little bit till you eventually get discouraged, or it becomes too much, you don't have enough time, whatever, and you end up dropping it. Yeah, perseverance and hard work. Um, Merck Anthony, thank you so much again for coming in, my thank friend. You. Yes, please let us know. Follow his, you are on day 510 of drinking the Cran Anthony there it is, baby. He said uh, Cran Anthony. <laughs> Yo, wait, mad wait. people do that. That's, that's a big mistake. It's, Cranthony. It's Cranthony. <laughs> I've had so many people do that. <laughs> Cran Anthony. Cranthony. Uh, follow along on his journey. Lay it out. Give us where can people find you on the social medias, all that good stuff. <laughs> well, I am Merc Anthony. M-E-R-C Anthony. One word. All right. Don't get it twisted. My name is not Merck, and then my last name is Anthony. My actual <laughs> name is Anthony Mercaldi. Um, but I'm known as Merck or Merck Anthony. So find me on TikTok. Find me on YouTube. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. Find me on pretty much everything. Just Google me, and you'll figure it out. There it is. Yo, again. Oh, and get some G Fuel and use code Merck. <laughs> use the code. Use Thank code you. Merck. Thank you again so much for joining us, my friend. We appreciate it. Yeah, dude, this has been so much fun. Absolutely. This a sick conversation. Absolutely. Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? I don't think I need to answer this, but Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. That's, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. I forgot. We're yep, so yep, you're close. right. You're right. We're so close. And uh, just don't try and talk to me this weekend. It's all the week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to kill. I'm going to try to beat Jedi Survivor before I start Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, man. So I don't have, I don't, yeah. So it's coming, it's coming Friday, I think it is. Uh, the, 12th, the 12th, I believe. Yeah. 12th, yep. uh, so I've got a few days. I still got a few days left. I'm just gonna, I'm focused on the main story for Jedi Survivor. I'm gonna grind through that and then we're gonna start up uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm super geeked about that. So again, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate it. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at LandPartiesPod, at LucasEggen, or at Smitty2. 447. Again, have an amazing rest of your week, and you know what it is. We love your faces. Merc out. <laughs>